Hello friends and welcome to a little mini episode of the Tax Chick Podcast. It's been a minute, I realized. I meant to come on in June and do a quick episode and time just got away from me. I was in Toronto for a week at the STEP National Conference. It was fantastic. I was presenting uh, with uh, Kirsten Jenkins and Rhonda Johnson on the topic of privacy issues for fiduciaries. So what does that mean? Well, we were talking about the interaction of PIPEDA and the new bill, which is proposing some amendments to PIPEDA to include penalties for uh, violations and how that interacts with some of the new requirements for disclosure um, on trusts that have been put forth by the federal government and also some of the changes to the Alberta Trustee Act. So if you're a lawyer or an accountant or an advisor, who's advising trustees of a trust in Canada, there are some things that we really need to keep in mind in terms of the collection and the use and the dissemination of certain confidential information. And so that's what we were chatting about. Um, We got some great feedback from participants. It was so fun to prepare this presentation. I just love chatting with people about new topics and really interacting with the audience. It really brings me brings me such joy. And this was really fun. I'll maybe see if Kirsten and Rhonda are prepared to come on the podcast with me to talk a bit more about the topic. Anyway, in addition to the conference, I also got to connect with some people in Toronto. And so huge shout out to Jamie Monty. Uh, We had a great Italian dinner one night. Um, Shalini Darna, who took me out for a delicious breakfast. And also to Shruti Raman, um, who met up with me at the conference. So we actually got to hang out a few times. I got to meet a number of people at the conference who are listeners of the podcast. And I have to say, it really warmed my heart. Sometimes you put this information out into the universe and you wonder whether anyone cares. And I had so many people come up to me and thank me for the podcast and tell me their favorite episode and suggest future episodes. And my heart just soared. It was so, so cool. So thank you so much to everyone for your support. Anyway, a couple other housekeeping matters. Speaking of the podcast. I did a request on Instagram the other day. Um, If you're not following me on Instagram, my handle is at tax.chick. And I I explained that I really want to expand the reach of this podcast. And so I asked anybody who's listening, if you could share the podcast with just one other individual, that would just make my day. And so I thought I would put that request out here as well. I I really want to get the information out uh, to more business owners, more advisors around the world. So if if you feel so inclined, please share this with somebody else that you think might enjoy it. In addition, if you haven't caught the last full-length episode of the podcast, um, it was released on May 11th, and it was one of my tax-adjacent episodes. If you are a business owner, this one is a must-listen. I was chatting with my friend uh, Luann Schlosser, who is an intellectual property lawyer here in Saskatoon. We were talking all about trademarks, copyrights. She dropped some uh, sort of fun facts about the um, installation with the geese in the Toronto Eaton Centre, so you might want to listen for that. Um, It's super helpful, though, if you're starting out your business or you've been in business for a bit to give you some tips on what you need to do to sort of protect that brand that you've created. And then coming up on July 21st, I'm releasing another full-length episode uh, with my special guest, Michelle Scheller of MNP, and we're talking all about tax-driven bankruptcies. So what options available to a taxpayer if they can't pay the amount that's owing? We're going to talk about 
what bankruptcy is and how that's different from a creditor proposal and some of the things you might have to gather or when you should make the call uh, to a trustee in bankruptcy. I'm really excited for this one. So stay tuned. Anyway, on to the more substantive topic. Um, on my IG story today, I put up a poll asking if anyone was interested in hearing more about Shopify and the recent news article um, about the CRA request for information. And 100% of people that responded said yes. So here you go. The people have spoken. I, I'm going to chat about it. Um, just in case you're listening to this and thinking, Amanda, what are you talking about? I haven't heard anything about Shopify. I'll give a little bit of background on kind of what's going on, and then I'll give you my take on, on what's happening. So on June 23rd, the CEO of Shopify did a post on Twitter because, you know, isn't that how all information seems to come out to the world these days? So his post on Twitter said, I don't particularly want to fight with the CRA, but we got asked to back channel them six years of records for all Canadian Shopify stores. This feels like low key overreach to me. We will fight this. Yikes. <laughs> if you are a business owner and you use Shopify, um, that tweet should have made you sit up a bit straighter in your chair and, and make you scratch your head a little bit because this could end up impacting you um, on a day-to-day -day basis. So what is Shopify? If you're not familiar with it, it's an e-commerce platform and it lets you build an online store and, and sell in multiple different ways. It has, you know, a payment tool, a marketing tool, a client engagement tool. And I, I did a little Wikipedia search. Uh, on Shopify, because I, I didn't really know the origin story of Shopify. And according to Wikipedia, uh, Shopify was founded in 2006 by Tobias, who is the current CEO, and Scott Lake after they opened a business called Snow Devil, which was an online store for snowboarding equipment. And apparently they were dissatisfied with the existing e-commerce platforms. And so they decided to create their own and Shopify was born. So back to the CRA issue, um, what the heck is Tobias talking about in his tweet? So essentially, from what we can tell, CRA sent um, a requirement for information to Shopify. And this is a formal type of document that is um, provided for under the Income Tax Act and under the Excise Tax Act. And it's used to gather information in the course of an audit. And it'll be a listing of items that need to be provided. And if you fail to comply with a requirement, that's a lot more serious than just failing to failing to respond to an audit letter. Um, it can involve serious penalties. It can have a criminal component. So when something is sent to you in the form of a requirement, it has that extra level of seriousness associated with it. And the requirement that Shopify received included a request to seek records about merchants that are using their platform. And this type of request is falls under CRA's unnamed persons requests. And you might recall, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago, maybe more now, um, there was a whole bunch of stuff in the news about PayPal and eBay because CRA had essentially attempted to get information about people using those platforms and, and those customers. So if CRA was just asking for information from Shopify about Shopify's books and records, um, they could probably get it fairly easily. Um, that would fall under the general books and records requirement in the act. But in, instead, what CRA is asking for is they're asking for information about the customers or the merchants that use the Shopify platform. 
And CRA does not know who these people are. They don't have the names of those people. And so they can't be specific in their request. And when you're falling into that category, there's a specific process and a specific set of rules that CRA has to follow in order to get the information. And that includes the requirement to obtain court approval. Now, you might think, oh, they must have to go to the Tax Court of Canada. Well, no, they actually have to go to the Federal Court of Canada instead. There's a, a weird set of jurisdictional rules that um, says that the Tax Court of Canada can only handle things that involve um, arguments about actual assessments or reassessments of tax. So anything that involves a fight on interest or an appeal of a discretionary decision of Canada Revenue Agency or something like this, where CRA is looking for information on unnamed persons, those court applications go in a totally different direction and they actually go to the federal court. Um, the federal court does have an online website and you can search the status of their applications. So I popped on and typed in Shopify to see what was going on and saw that, oh, yes, there's been all sorts of things filed in connection with the Shopify matter, but nothing has been decided yet. And this matches what the, the various news articles are saying. Essentially, it looks like CRA started this process back in April of 2023. They filed some documents, filed some affidavits, and now it looks like the parties are trying to sort out a date where they can come to court in person and try to have a hearing of these matters. And if you're interested in learning a bit more about this unnamed persons rule, I stumbled across a fantastic article that was published in the Financial Post by the fabulous Jamie Gollenbeck. Um, and it sets up some of the history on this rule. I've included it in the show notes. Essentially, the rules were put in place because CRA was trying to get information on a whole bunch of things. And it was sort of seen as a bit of a fishing expedition, like, ooh, let's see what we can find. And then maybe we'll get some money out of these people. And so because of that, uh, the courts put some parameters around when CRA can request this information. And essentially, they must convince, convince the court that the individuals are ascertainable and that the purpose of the request is to verify compliance with the tax legislation. And CRA has largely been successful when they've gone to court and asked for this. Uh, Jimmy provides a bit of background and explains how it was even used to get information from RBC on account holders. And it was used with developers and builders to get information on buyers in assignment transactions. The court has very broadly interpreted these rules, and one of the court cases even went so far as to say that the broader public interest in the enforcement of our tax system outweighs any private and commercial interests in not disclosing this information. So when we think about Shopify, I mean, are the people ascertainable? Yes. Shopify must have a list of its customers or merchants, so that's easy. And the second item being, is it is it necessary to sort of verify compliance? Well, it appears that CRA has some information that's showing some Shopify customers may not be fully compliant and that that's why they're asking for this information. And so, I mean, they're entitled to audit. I think that will probably be a factor that will be met as well. What is kind of weird, though, is that CRA is asking for information back six years Keep in mind, there are limitation periods for CRA's ability to audit. 
So typically it's three years from a notice of assessment for income tax and four years for GST. There are certain circumstances where CRA can go past that, but they have to show a misrepresentation or some form of negligence on the part of a taxpayer. So strange, something else must be going on here. And also there's some news reports circulating that CRA may be looking for this information, not just for themselves, but also to satisfy certain information under treaties with other countries. So there was a National Post article that reported that they had located some documents which showed that CRA auditors um, had received requests from France and also from Australia's tax authorities in the last year for information on Shopify's merchants. And these documents show that France and Australia is auditing unspecified Shopify merchants as well as the company itself. And Canada has a number of treaties with different countries around the world. And these treaties also govern the relaying of information between countries and can compel Canada to go and gather information on behalf of other countries if requested. So, I mean, this all sounds very scandalous. What does this actually mean? I mean, it doesn't really necessarily mean that Shopify has not been compliant, although maybe they haven't been. Um, Shopify likely knows that CRA is probably going to get the order that they've requested, but I'm guessing that they're pushing back in the public forum more from a PR perspective. I think they want to show their merchants that they're doing what they can. And also, I mean, realistically, there might be an opportunity to narrow the request. And when I've been involved in some of these in the past, I mean, you can sometimes narrow exactly what's being asked for. Um, and that's a win in and of itself. If you're a customer of Shopify, you may or may not have received some form of communication from them. Um, if the order is granted, Shopify is going to be releasing information about you to CRA. I don't know what they're going to be releasing because I don't have the specific list, but um, they will be releasing something and it'll probably be at minimum your name or business name. If you're compliant in your tax and your GST, I mean, it's, it's not a big deal. You may have to expend some money and time responding to CRA requests about you, but it's not a huge deal. But if you are not compliant, this could be a big deal. So this could be a way for CRA to locate you and to locate your non-compliance. And if you're shipping or doing business in other countries, in particular France and or Australia, um, this could open up a bit of a can of worms with their government agencies as well. So that's the scoop. I mean, it, it's, it's exciting slash scary to see this happening again. And I will keep an eye on this and keep you posted. So that's all. I'm almost at 15 minutes and I promise to keep it short. So that's my little mini episode for today. Please reach out if you have other topics that you want me to cover and stay tuned for that new episode on July the 21st. All of the information that I have available to the public on income tax and GST issues is available on my website at www.thetaxchick.ca. So check that out for more info. And please give me a follow on Instagram. My handle is at tax.chick. Um, or also give me a follow on, uh, on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with you. Thank you so much. Have an awesome rest of your long weekend. And I'll keep you posted on what happens with Shopify.